Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. This is the fourth episode. I've missed you. I've been away to London for a weekend. I've enjoyed myself. Why won't you bastards understand that I love you with all my heart and my soul? So how are you, Paul? I'm good, mate. I had a week off myself last week to recharge the batteries and I think a mission accomplished. Good, man. We'll touch on that subject in a moment. I'm actually... I don't know if you can see it, I'm distracted by just a set of antlers that are on a couch beside me and a Morrison's bag. I never knew Morrison started selling antlers. <laughs> I go to the butcher's department, mate. <laughs> why, why is there a set of antlers? They're, they're real. They came off a roadkill, but they're decorative. They're going up in the studio. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering if I get any sort of vegan um, people coming in for whatever that I might get some shit. But they came off a roadkill. Did you find the roadkill? No, my missus grandpa did many, right, many right. moons ago. All right, okay. So it's like recycling in a way. Mm-hmm. Upcycling. <laughs> aye. aye, there'll be a vegan. I mean, I'm a vegan, but I'm pretty shit. I'm a pretty shit a vegan. vegan. Aye, I eat chocolate and cheese. <laughs> I know a vegetarian that said that. I'm a vegetarian, but I still eat fish and chicken. I'm like, what? Don't so know. white meat, what is that? Pescatarian? Uh, fish is pescatarian. Right, you can't eat chicken? No. Right, so what are they? A fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to be back. Um, it still feels really surreal that I'm doing a podcast. It's gave us a structure. Um, obviously, I don't like structure, but I feel like... How long were we away there for? Was it just a week? The last time we recorded was... Um, Last Saturday, mate. Last it, Saturday. It wasn't even a week ago. Well, just over a week ago. Just, just over a week ago. Week. That's mad, man. It feels like I've been away for weeks. I was down in London to see Chappelle and it was amazing. Uh, what a difference London is to Scotland right now with the COVID situation. Just nobody's really wearing masks. It's a lot more uh, laid back and stuff, even though the mask situation is scary. Uh I don't know, man. There seems to be like a darkness in Scotland, don't know. But it was good to go down for three days. Chappelle was uh, amazing. I think he probably needs a break, to be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a guy that's at the top of his game, but it just seemed like he winged quite a lot of it. And I don't know. He's, he's kind of at a stage that he's like Elvis. So no matter what he would say, people are going to just scream with laughter mm-hmm. before he even gets to a mic, mm-hmm. which must be a crazy situation to be in. But it was fucking amazing to see him. As a stand-up comedian myself, I was sitting there, road demon, fud for the front. Fuck's sake, mate. Like, I could feel he was smoking a fag, and I could actually, like, feel the smoke. That's how close I was to him. That's incredible, mate. I'm like, that is different gravy. Like, seeing, probably seeing Richard Pryor or... Or somebody like that. For sure, mate. I think he's one of the goats. Um, see, see on the, the sort of thing you're saying, it, it would, no matter what it does, I mean, the guy could go on stage and squat and fucking cut a shite and comes with a product. <laughs> Do you think that that has like a, a weird advert? You would think, oh, that would be the goal as a comedian to get to that level. But then where's the motivation to be good? I know it's strange because, I mean, he's different because he is good. He is obviously fucking outstanding. How did I instantly go to thinking that you were going to attack me? Just... 
No, he's just getting a bottle of water. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know how you deal with that. I've got deep-rooted issues in there. Aye, See how I just accepted that? I never even put my guard up. I was like, oh, he's just going to kill me now. Choke me out. He's going to put the antlers and ram me with him. <laughs> well, I suppose Elvis did get to that stage because he's towards the end of his life. He just let himself go. Have you ever seen some of the videos of Elvis towards aye, the end? Mate, aye, mate. The fucking... The one in... Vegas 76 or so I don't even know when the guy what the other guy died but he's in like the jumpsuit and he's trying to do karate moves and <laughs> <laughs> do you know do you know that that's uh, why did I laugh did you know that Elvis used to practice karate on Priscilla I never knew they, he they, had, they had a dojo <clears throat> in fucking Graceland and he used to get her kitted up and punch fuck out her mate no even kidding on and what's hilarious is is that she secretly learnt karate in the background and then battled him one day Amazing. There's a feminist icon for you. Well, there's uh, there's a video of him. I think it's his last performance. I don't know why I'm giggling, man, because it's he's he's about twenty stone, right? In a jumpsuit, he's got one of his assistants holding like a Pepsi to his mouth, and he's playing the piano, and then he's like taking sips of the Pepsi. He sings, um, "Fuck, what's that song?" Oh my love, my darling. Unchained melody. Unchained melody. <clears throat> he plays it on the piano, and it is beautiful, right? But he's dr- drenched in sweat. Can he catch a breath? But it's a beautiful performance, and it was like uh, two weeks before he died. Do you know uh, he died? I think he died a couple of days after Groucho Marx. In ni- 1977 so when Groucho died it took away the kind of the, the the heartbreak of his death because everybody was obsessed with Elvis so Elvis trumped Groucho Marx did he like right. with dying do you think the story's real that he died on the toilet eating a hamburger I mean it's supposed to be a peanut butter hamburger winter <laughs> pioneer mate now you can get fucking peanut butter burgers everywhere you go in Glasgow <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's eating them in 77. If he's eating a burger while he's doing a shite, I think he deserved to die. <laughs> <laughs> You're dicing with death there, Elfus. What do you expect to happen? Aye, but London was amazing, man. I made a black guy laugh, which made me right. think I can crack London. <laughs> <laughs> you booking into the Harlem Apollo? <laughs> Aye. I was, uh, we booked into the hotel and the guy worked in the hotel and I was choking for the toilet and I never had my glasses on. So I walked, accidentally walked in to the disabled toilet and the female were together. And he said, the, the guys is up that way. And I said, thank God, because I've held that in since Glasgow. <laughs> and he started laughing and I was like, yes, I'm moving to London. <laughs> that's just a comedian that's just a comedian lawyer isn't it if they get one laugh <laughs> every day I just need that one guy to laugh at me all day I, I was like I'm better than Chappelle now <laughs> but I've, I don't want to sound like a like a dinosaur but like I've, I've lived in Scotland so long I've never really left Glasgow and then I went down there see the amount of different people like different race and sexualities I, I tweeted that I felt like I was walking about and I felt like pa- uh, paper mache because mache, is that the right way I said? Uh, paper mache is fine, mate. Paper, paper mache. Paper mache. Paper mache. But I was like looking at these beautiful 
uh, people from all around the world, and I'm like, God, I feel like fucking sloth for the Goonies here, man. Like, I can't believe how uh, beautiful. There's a different caliber of person on the look spectrum for sure in London, mate. Yeah, like, there's no denying it. I think when you go to any major city, <clears throat> like, can you imagine coming for Carnoustie? If you lived in Carnoustie all your life and then you moved to Glasgow, you'd be like, so many supermodels yeah. in Glasgow. And then you go to London and you're like, <laughs> so many supermodels in London. It's, um, I find it strange when you're like on the underground and you're just sitting next to like an ex-Big Brother contestant or something like that, like that sort of weird shit. Ah, that it's mental. In it's mental. Mm -hmm. I think it's, what I would say is a bit of sort of commentary as a mental health professional is none of these people are happy, mate. Like anybody that lives in LA, lives in London, pursuing the dream, mm -hmm. the pursuit of happiness. None of them are actually happy. Like you're just, you're running about in a bit of a microcosm. I like the world that we live in right now. They're all yeah. beautiful. They're all stunning. They all smell great. They all look great. Yeah. But underneath the hood, the engine's a wee bit fucked, you know? That is true. I started to kind of look at them and I was like, oh, now I understand why like people buy socks online and stuff. Because <laughs> I've never really... Explain that. Right. So I've never had that... Do you know how you get weird guys that buy pants? Like online? soiled pants online? I think they can it can be soiled. Right. Or Warren, they, maybe a guy that's buying Warren pants. Yeah. Is, right, okay. Or socks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't know people bought Warren socks. <laughs> because like it might be their kink or their fetish. Right. And I've never understood that until I went to London. Okay. Because I was like, all right, I would basically suck, suck eat their <laughs> <laughs> like a Glaswegian fucking goblin oh, rat. <laughs> I, one time years ago, it was one of the first times that I'd ever heard anything like this. I think I'm quite young. I was at uni, and one of the guys that was on my uni course was a mature student, but he was so immature. He was like maybe 26, 27, but he was like a fucking 16 year old. <laughs> and there was a lassie on his uni course who was stunning. And she walked by and he was just pure, oh, what would you date her? And I was like, I was like a wee boy. I'm like, I don't know. And he was like, mate, I'd let, I'd let her fart in my mouth. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> suck the fart out her arse. That's what he said. I would suck the farts out of her arse. That is exactly what he said. Do you know? remember me? I was in your class. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed that. Like, I've got a couple of girl pals and like some of them have went through bad breakups recently. And see, when you go through a bad breakup guys are the same you start to think you're too flat ugly and stuff and i tried to say to my girl pal like you could probably pay off your mortgage by selling pictures of your feet like mm -hmm. don't be too down on yourself like because mm -hmm. one guy was an arsehole to you mm -hmm. you could literally just walk into a tesco and just be you i picked that one mate we are weak <laughs> I, you could walk up to a married guy in a restaurant and just do that i want you do you think that the majority of women know what it's like how insecure men are like in that way that you know if a woman goes to a nightclub she could pull like that yeah i mean we're not talking about the class of person right we're not talking like of course they might be like, well, look at the type of guy that I attract. There's yeah. another conversation, right? A Glaswegian gutter <laughs> goblin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Walking about London staring at people's socks. Like Hi. Mm. How much for the socks? But do you think that they know that guys go out and that's no on the cards? <laughs> like, Hi. They, they can't just go, I think I'll pull the night and it just happens for them. Aye. 
Do you think they understand that insecurity? They can't understand that because when I used to drink, it was, oh, I'll go out and I'll have 15 pints and a kebab. And if you do have sex one night, it's like winning the lottery. You <laughs> you try to act like, I no bother. But in the back of your head, you're like, I can't believe this is happening, man. Fucking brilliant. Aye. It's a strange one. It's a strange one. I mean, they, they, want, they, they talk about feminism, but they just don't know what it's like to not get your whole. At <laughs> <laughs> least we're no male feminists. I would consider myself a male feminist. Not in the man bun, uh, you know, like secretly raping women type male feminist, but in the sense that I believe that women and men are fucking equal, you know. That's what I mean. Um it's like when we were talking about the cold water therapists. Not again. I know. <laughs> fourth week running i love cold water therapy but i don't like those cunts it's the same with feminism like obviously i believe in equal rights and women are amazing but no when it's coming for a guy standing barefoot in the flying duck with a man bun reading a poem <laughs> saying woman yeah and then it turns out he's fleed scotland because he's a rapist aye for sure mate uh, feminism is a funny one because i think it's it's kind of like a lot of the sort of social justice people that are like comes for guilt and guilt i mean it's never a good place to start off a point of view is it like feeling guilty um and i it's a weird one isn't it mate they all turn out to be creeps aye a very high hit rate would like, you ever see it on twitter somebody kind of rewords a tweet and you just say you're a nonce you're a beast <laughs> checks hard drive <laughs> as they say i've noticed that with uh, the tv industry it's like, imagine being a female actress, right? How disrespectful that is. Even a person of colour, like you're a talented actor and it so happens to be that you're no white, but then you've got these fat fucking white producers that have been at their desk for 15 years, probably on 40 grand a year saying, oh, we need more females, we need more people of colour different sexualities Aye, talking about them like they're fucking cattle for sure mate and it kind of like i've started i've noticed this the last few years about pride that prides became i mean who owns costa coffee i mean who knows probably some cunt like that prick that owns wotherspoons right yeah but they're out with their rainbow cups and as much as i'm pure on board with it and i'm on board with sainsbury's and tesco sponsoring pride and getting the, the mainstream behind it it's kind of came only when it makes them money yeah and it's like that that sort of hypothetical situation that you're talking about there white music executives movie executives tv executives and it's just kind of like in vogue to have diversity it's yeah. kind of coming from a sort of disingenuous place but see if it meets the goal i don't really care but yeah. that, that's just something to sort of just notice and comment on is like why are they doing it? Oh yeah, I've noticed that. I, I used to say it quite a lot. Everyone at the start of lockdown was like, we need a all-female comedy sketch act, which is true, like a show, but not when it's a white middle-aged man that's saying it. Like, if you want to give females an equal chance in the comedy industry, you should have a female producer making that decision and a female director mm -hmm. not these guys that are trying to save their jobs because mm -hmm. my wee beast alarm goes off in my head and just goes 
you're a beast like mm-hmm. but then i feel bad for my female pals who have been to like drama school when they're professional trained actors getting spoke about like they're in fucking crufts <laughs> i mean it's just a wild one but then i feel bad in saying that because i'm like am i coming across as like a beast or jim davidson Aye, like, like men's rights <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i i think like i said to see as long as the goal gets met i don't really care yeah. but <clears throat> it kind of i think that the goal of a lot of sort of like egalitarianism feminism is to tear down the power structures what was the first one you said there egalitarianism which is equality yeah you know like not no like feminism is you know by definition the the pursuit of equal rights for men and women egalitarianisms like no matter who what sexuality race whatever we're all in the same sort of peg i think the distinction between the two of them is very fine it's very small yeah but um the if the goal of these things is is like to tear down the power structure but if the power structure starts to adopt your stance what do we do like if all of a sudden it's still white men at the top of the corporations but they're going well we'll hire all people of color female people of color underneath us it's like but who's ultimately profiting for this you know um which it kind of contradicts itself but again mate i just go back to see if it meets the goal i don't really care yeah we can deal with that down the line you know we can yeah get the power structures if they bring women trans women trans men people of color into these organizations they'll go to the top hopefully eventually aye that's every day's a skill day mate i never i never knew what that term meant so i don't mean to offend anybody but i just want to have a laugh and learn as well but, <laughs> but i always speak. found it like imagine uh i've got a mate he's a scottish comedian and he's gay and he was like being gay in the 80s and 90s was hard and it was a tough life and you're scared to come out to family and stuff but you're going into sainsbury's and you can get a half cooked chicken with rainbow colors over it now like what's happening here remember the good old days when you could just walk into a toilet and suck a married guy's cock (laughs) all these rules and regulations and all this lgb stuff i just want a good old-fashioned cock something (laughs) speaking of violence do you know what i've been watching a lot recently and i fucking love it man i absolutely love it see these videos of bullies that start fights and then they get absolutely pumped <laughs> like it is the best do you ever like you go through life and you just live and it's like one wave you don't really feel emotions see when i watch one of the videos of a bully getting knocked out it's like a cocaine dopamine hit. It's so happy. I was I get sent one last night um, for my mate. It, it was like this wee tune centre of a wee guy that just walks into a wee group of goths mm-hmm. and he just starts unloading on them, right? He's even doing the alley shuffle and fucking bending down and all that. Obviously, people don't know how to fight, myself included, so nobody's fighting back. He was a dirty wee bastard as well. He was like kicking their head when they were done so he walks away swaggers away and it's like one of the um britain crime shows so it's like a daylight attack shocking mm-hmm. he walks away swaggers away completely oblivious to what's happening he walks past an old retired boxer right like oh, pro- no. proper mickey 
Like, the guy just looks like Mickey for Rocky, right? And because this guy doesn't know how to fight either, the boxer just steps in and fucking pop. You could see the soul leave his body, right? <laughs> right. His feet actually lifted off the ground fucking and he was hell. flat on his back. I don't believe in violence, right? But I believe in justice and that mm. was fucking justice, man. And see, the thing is, because he walked away from the group, everybody thought an old guy <laughs> just knocked out this wee guy. <laughs> For no reason. So those hundreds of women, they're not all that shocking and stuff, but um, justice gets served. Fucking amazing. Why do man. you get such a buzz out of seeing a bully get slammed? Because I just feel like... Uh, I just don't like bad people. I, I know that sounds like a cheat. That's a really shit Insta quote, isn't it? <laughs> I don't like bad people. <laughs> <laughs> like I just asked Forrest Gump. Why do you not like bullies? <laughs> I don't like bad people. <laughs> I don't like bad people, Jenny. <laughs> no, it's just like... You do, you, do you think you relate to the victim? <sighs> like, you, who would you... Like, when you're watching that video, who would you like to be the most? The boxer? The goth? Or the wee bully? The boxer. Right. I think that's what it is. The boxer. Uh -huh. You want to be, you just want to go and don the Batman suit, mate, and go and beat, beat some bullies. It is. Vigilante justice. Because all the films are my favourite. See, Death Wish, New and Old, they're my favourite films. Funny as fuck, by the way, Charlie Bronson. Um, I can't remember what, I think it's Death Wish the first. He breaks into a guy's house and he thinks he's away. And the guy comes back and he walks into the kitchen and the guy does that. Hey man, what are you doing in my kitchen? And he does that, making a sandwich. Just pure <laughs> stupid, cheesy shite. I've never watched the Death Wish movies, mate. Oh. Charles Bronson's one of the guys that um, I, I just kind of get into. Really? Aye, mate. I don't know. Gene Hackman, no one here. French Connection, no one. I've never been into it. But I think I should go back and watch it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Because I love Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, right? Yeah. But when he's the main guy, do you know what I'm sort of like discovering? Do you know what I think it is? I think I look at them and I think it's quite unbelievable that they would be a hard man. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like Charles Bronson is like five foot tall. A wee, wee pencil mustache type. I don't know. Just kind of like Dirty Harry, Clint Eastwood, you're like, I'm, I'm buying this. <laughs> You He's buy a, it. I'm, I'm buying it, but see when it's like people like that, I think I just cringe a wee bit and I'm just like, ah, to kind of get on board with us. I, I know what you mean because I watched The French Connection recently and in the film he's addicted to heroin, but he's like this hard man as well. But there's a certain point that he's acting like a hard man and the guy that he's arguing with was like, ah, you know, I've had enough of you. Do you want some heroin? And he changes for this hard man to wanting heroin right. so he's like yes <laughs> and it was like it wasn't like he was acting he was just like please give me some heroin i don't know why i found it so funny <laughs> anyway because I, I could probably identify it because i'd be like that i'd be like yeah give me i pure i'm gonna fucking kill you but gonna give me that heroin please <laughs> <laughs> it totally was like that he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry please give me some heroin <laughs> But I love the Death Wish. Um, it's pretty. The first one is fantastic. I do recommend watching it. And then it gets mental. Silly. It gets so silly. There's like six Death Wishes. I, I was going to say there's five or six. I, I mean, there's one that 
I can't. I think it's the last one. He's just like get a machine gun and he's just opening opening fire on a street like he's fucking Rambo. Right. Uh, so that's a bit stupid, but uh, I might actually watch that again, man. It's good. There's a remake one as well with Bruce Willis. Um, I'm going for a medical. I think I might be going for a medical this week. Um, I went to the opticians. Uh, got my first pair of glasses in about three years because of COVID because I've been getting crippling migraines. Typical Glaswegian guy, I'm like, is it a tumour? But I'm still too lazy to go to the opticians, so I'll just take 10 paracetamol a day. <laughs> but I went and got a scan. They, they can You can pay £10 for a scan and they go right into your eye. My optician totally overshared where, man. Like, I don't know how I ended oh. up what? Uh oh. I know. Like, how did I talk about like addictive eating and stuff to like my 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 optician? But she shared as well, and she was looking at my uh, the scan, and she was like, "I don't want to freak you out, but I can tell by the veins in your eyes that maybe you've got uh, high blood pressure." So I would go and get that checked, and it doesn't surprise me to be honest smoking cigars and eating pringles for my breakfast for the last year mm -hmm. but i'm gonna get a medical i'm gonna get a full medical because fuck it i've never had it done i want to get my body fat checked uh oxygen levels which are probably low mm -hmm. so co2 max mate do you know I, what you need to do no <clears throat> they put a fucking they'll put a mask on you and put you on a treadmill aye to sort of see what's you know like that the in and out of the the breathing yeah because it wouldn't because i've noticed like see sometimes i feel like i'm going to have a panic attack but it's never a panic attack but it does feel like i'm going to have a heart attack and i think a lot of it's stress and stuff but obviously it's fitness and health and but i'm interested i'd, I'd, I'd be fascinated to see what the results are um, information is power mate yes and i'll share it on the podcast you're gonna get like a results page where you can go through it all it i will but it depends i mean how embarrassing it's gonna be <laughs> i won't be sharing that because if he's like that it's 70 percent body fat <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like nah yeah i won't be i'll be adjusting that in the podcast but i have noticed when i do training stuff it's affecting my training can't really catch my breath feel like i'm going to have a panic attack i've never been like that with training like regardless of how uh unfit i've been uh so it's starting to kind of fuck up my routine mm -hmm. i'm like bugger it man get For it sure. and like she says mate um go and get it checked man yeah anything like that and it's uh you need to go and get it checked for sure yeah because i climbed over a fence to take a shortcut into my street and i actually thought my heart was going to explode I was right. Like, right i'm only 34 man i should be able to climb a fence so yeah. yeah and it's how it's so weird how quick you just accept that oh i'm going to die within the next four months but then they're like no you can actually change that <laughs> <laughs> surprise surprise don't just accept death change your lifestyle i but then it requires effort and that's what people don't like do they just don't like putting any effort that's why we're in such pursuit of the magic pill they call it like yeah know, just use that magic pill make me fit um but actually the there is no magic pill you just you need to get up off your fucking arse and exercise that is true which sucks aye and it's 
with the boring chat, like if you want to lose weight, it's less calories. Calories in, calories out. That's it, mate. Nah, I mean, nah, no. That's another Instagram quote. I so I've wrote down here, I overshared with my optician. She said I could have high blood pressure. I was like, I am a fat bastard. Stroke. I'm also in love with her. <laughs> so, there you go. I hope my optician doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> what? So, well... <laughs> When did that revelation appear that you, you're you in love with her? After my test. <laughs> <laughs> so any type of female showing you attention, you're just like, we, do she, I? She loves me. <laughs> Another thing, have you noticed this on Twitter? See we in Glasgow Twitter. <laughs> I hope she is near listening. Have you, ever, have you ever watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Yeah. You see the bit in that where he's like, I bet you think strippers love you too. I mean, is that not true? <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've only ever been to the strippers once and I get took for my birthday and I can understand why guys would think that why, I'm why that guys guy. enjoy it why guys love going I'm that guy mm -hmm. I'm that guy that would be like why Why are you doing this you're too good for this she's probably get like a seven bedroom house somewhere saviour complex you're like listen I've got a one bed flat down in uh Shettleston and she's like, I live in Bell's Den, mate. Like, <laughs> fucking put your stoner away. <laughs> I can save you. And she's like, what? Uh, they must get that a lot, mate. They must get so many guys that go in and think, oh, I'll just make her my girlfriend. She's desperate. You're mm -hmm. like, fuck off, mate. They're probably the least desperate people in the fucking city. Mate, you see it everywhere. It's not even that. I see it in coffee shops. I, see, I go to a CBD place to grab capsules and there's a young girl that works there and see the amount of random oddballs that just walk up and talk shit to, to talk to them mate and i've seen it in uh, costa but there's this old guy that goes all the time and he always asks the woman behind the desk uh, can i buy you a coffee probably means it in a nice way but i don't know i think that there's an element of creepiness to it and yeah. it's and i don't even think it's creepy man like these old guys just want to feel like that they're you know, wanted and they're getting a wee bit of attention and it's quite sad actually. Hi. But you're right, mate. <clears throat> That's the stripper thing, mate. They want to just go and just get attention. They, mm -hmm. And people go and spunk their wages on getting female attention for women that are absolutely have no interest in them <laughs> whatsoever. It's I've never really got into it, I'll be honest. Like I've never I've been to Seventh Heaven once or twice. But I remember one of my good mates sort of summing up when I was like, do I go to strip club? And he was like, I don't like strip clubs. And I was like, how? And he was like, because my, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I already pay my bird to ignore me. <laughs> no pain for some, some kind of else to ignore me. I was like, that's a fair, that's a fair fucking point. Yeah. Know? Like if, if I think if there's guys out there that are like pure in relationships, and they're pure obsessed with got the strip club and they find them or maybe even just find themselves gone for a night out having a few drinks and then going i'm got the strippers it's like something's missing in your life mate. yeah you know what i mean like my optician loves me though does she <laughs> no did she add you on facebook as soon as you left Hi. did you search for her no i'm not that, that's I, one of our photo material into it robin mate, williams that's one of the most creepy things i think guys could actually do is that they have like a pleasant interaction with a female and then they go and try and find them on social media yeah. and the first time i ever heard that guys do that it blew my fucking mind mate yeah it blew my mind remember day. that time you opened the door for me four months ago i found you 
I'm here <laughs> to save you. <laughs> uh, Come and do cold water therapy with me. Oh my god. Oh look, I've stumbled across you. I never meant that. It's like you've hired a private eye and all that. Like, Fancy meeting you here. Like, do you know what? Actually, it's probably better than what they used to do years ago, which is probably just going hang about where they've met them. I think that's more creepy than a guy, you know, like finding you on Instagram and liking your Instagram post yeah. or whatever like that. At least you can block them. But if it's in public, you need to sort of maintain that. Oh, hiya. How's yeah. it going? Um Fuck being a woman, mate. Honestly, mate, we're we're the creepiest species that's ever fucking existed. Yeah, because it's like straight it, white men. Aye, that's true. And it's when they say like, but guys get abused and hurt as well. I by by other men. By men, I know. <laughs> by other creepy men. That doesn't point Cre- out that hypocrisy. That isn't even a fucking hypocrisy. Because I've had moments in my life where I've, I've thought, God, this is what it's like to be a woman because sometimes online through facebook and stuff people just talk to you really nice people that just love comedy but then you get other people that are just like broken toys really just sad lonely people which is nothing wrong with that because i've been sad and lonely so i will always talk to people but then there's like sinister people that you're like i'm glad that this is only online mm-hmm. but i remember there's this guy man i think he's from mexico he followed me on Vine like 10 years ago right. and he's just been a constant kind of presence. I used to kind of chat to him and be nice mm-hmm. and then it got really sinister. He actually asked me for a dick pic, right? Right, okay. And I completely <clears throat> just stopped talking to him. Completely just, that's it. And now he has these wee mini conversations with himself. It used to be all the time. But now it's like once every 12 weeks or something. Right. But it'll be, remember we used to talk? Remember that oh. time we used to say this? Being you the but guilt, mate. I'm like looking through our conversations and it used to be like a 10-page paragraph from him and then I would be like, thank you very much, take care. Or thank you, it means a lot. Have a nice day. It would never be anything more than just being pleasant. But mm-hmm. he's kind of got this wee warped thing in his head that I'd think if this was in Scotland, I'd be scared that... You'd probably be dead, mate, besides yeah. it. Like, you would be Aye. like a fucking victim of a serial killer. Aye. So yeah. that's a wee moment, I think. Like, I'm getting that from one guy, but I'd imagine every single female... Mate, can you imagine what a young, attractive female whose social media has opened what the DMs must be like. Horrifying. Them, mate, mate a, a bird that looks like me with a wig on must have horrifying DMs. I don't mean to be disrespectful towards women there. I was slagging myself. Aye, Fuck exactly. off. You've been self-deprecating. Yeah. But aye, mate, it's... It, it's um, aye, mate, I, pff, other men are creepy sometimes, man. They yeah. Can... How mental is it going to be, right, when Barack Obama is in Glasgow, right, and you just know that when he's walking into a hotel or somewhere, somebody's going to be like that. Barack Obama, <laughs> yeah, Barack, how you doing, my man? <laughs> but Barack's going to be like, what the, who the fuck's that? <laughs> Happening, Barack. And then all these assholes are going to be like, Barack, Barack, how's some iron brew, man? You ever tried iron brew? 
Oh, fuck off. Uh, bars are definitely going to take a, a good wee profit hit while all the fucking politicians come holding their cans iron brew. Oh, my God. Um, they're going to come here and they're going to be like, also this is a city that has got climate change. Like, we've done nothing about climate change or anything in this city for about 30 years. It seems like a strange choice, mate. I'm not going to lie to bring... Well, first of all, to fly the hoi polloi of the world into Scotland and make them come to Glasgow for a climate change summit kind of feels a bit sort of strange to me. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> mate, nobody will be getting near Barack Obama. No. Like, these cunts are fucking... They've got an entourage of about 500 people that just... Yeah. They sit in the centre. You ever seen them like moving about? Aye. It's like a fucking force field of people that are in them. Um, Leo the Raver. I bet you he's, he gets to one of them. <laughs> he's entertainment, mate. Aye. He's going to be like, poor Leo's, they're going to take Leo to a fucking somewhere in the Trossics and Barack Obama and Boris Johnson are going to be shooting arrows at him. Aye. <laughs> fucking hunting the poor Like guy. the Purge. Aye, like the Hunger Games. Aye. That's what they're here for, Purge 26. <laughs> <laughs> Glaswegian people are no humans so they don't count I, but I'm looking forward to it um, Scottish Twitter is mental and I want to know the patter but I'm talking about like do you ever notice people just will randomly tweet at like 3 in the morning like there's a helicopter above Springburn what's that all about <laughs> hi mate looking for info hi you're just like mate it's just helicopter who gives a fuck aye mate I find it quite strange that people sort of almost like live a, a monologue like an inner monologue on Twitter like they don't have like a wee filter but it's like does Twitter really care that there's a fucking <laughs> helicopter above Springburn at three in the morning because I've tweeted that regretfully and then there's other people that will be like aye I've seen that and all and then ever since the guy will be like the helicopter's back like, it's just a training exercise mate how long have we done uh, 50 minutes mate 50 minutes and the majority of it has been you so that's good all right that's all right so you won't get any death threats no this week? hopefully not mate paul um too much shit. we'll share some funny stories about paul there's a couple of guys that listen to the podcast and at first they were like oh gee paul i mate, he's good he's clued up literally two hours later take that fucking mic away for that cunt <laughs> <laughs> oh i mate. unfortunately or fortunately i could talk forever mate and i get lost in my i get lost in my talk in a weird way where i just i don't realize i'm talking so much that's all right it's not like a conscious thing i just fall into it and just start chatting shit and then that's it that's all right mate you're a good natured good person so i don't mind if you go away and uh Gibber shite, basically. Because you're a good guy. Thank you. It'd be different if you were an arsehole. I'd be like, gonna shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what your listeners are thinking. Who is this fucking arsehole? Tell him to shut up. But (laughs) no, people are listening to hear you, mate. You know, and the only reason that I put the mic on was because you asked, and uh, I do enjoy enjoy it. So I don't really care, like, what people think. I enjoy it as well. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. No, I don't know why I laughed. It was like a nervous laugh when I said that. I think it's like you're trying to justify it. You don't need to justify it. I love it. Honestly, I love it. See, the last podcast I done, there was like nine cunts in a room drinking cans and stuff. It was mental. I had Greg Kempo on as a guest once, and 
the guy that was doing the podcast decided to invite the whole neighbourhood. So there was a guy standing in the background just sinking cans of tenants. And any time I was talking to Greg, he was like, Greg, see in episode seven, the still game, see the one at the bar when the duck, see that duck? How come the Doug was at a right angle? And Greg Kempo was just like, what am I doing here? Aye, what the fuck is going on? Aye. Bringing in a wee scheme crowd for a, a Q&A with Greg Kempo. <laughs> it was vape smoke everywhere. All the windies are shut. Hot box them. <laughs> fucking cherry Coca-Cola flavoured fucking vape. But guys, look, it's good to come back and do the podcast again. I feel like it's getting better. Essentially, it's just going to be me con- talking constant shit. I see I'm going to bring a laptop. I've still not brought a laptop. Fuck it, man. You know what I mean? Picasso doesn't need paintbrushes to paint a picture, does he? <laughs> I don't need a laptop. To do a podcast. <laughs> so, as always, your support is appreciated. If you enjoy the podcast, please share. Even if you're sharing it amongst pals and WhatsApp groups, your support means that this can keep going. And if you can afford to donate a coffee through the coffee app, that would be appreciated. And if you can't afford it, then that's all right, because I know everybody's skint. So I'll see you next time. All the best. Dab. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dab. <laughs> is that even a dab? I don't even know. That, ah. was, that was like one of your anxiety attacks. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>